Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So who's a better football player, Indomitian Sue or Gerald McCoy? And who will be better for the Bucks? Are the Rays going to remain a contender in the American League East? Or they're going to slide back a little bit here to oblivion. And it's Boston, St. Louis in the Stanley Cup Final. What can the Lightning learn from this year's NHL playoffs? And who is now the face of Tampa Bay sports? That might be up for debate as well. We've got all that to discuss with former radio partner of mine and Time Sports columnist Tom Jones, now of the Pointer Institute of Media Studies on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, folks, if you're like me, you know, it's summertime. That means your electric bill is going to go up, and it can go over $300, which is way too much money. If you want to save 90 to 95% off on your electric bill, listen to me now. May Electric Solar. That's right. They're a locally owned company, and May Electric Solar is the safest solar available, and they don't use high voltage like other solar companies. And May Electric Solar has a 25-year warranty on all their equipment and labor. Now, they also have a full showroom. You can see their products, and they are open on weekdays. May Electric Solar has been around for 12 years. They've earned a great reputation with their customers and their peers. Now, there's many other solar companies out there trying to imitate them and use their great name. But remember, they don't subcontract to anybody, uh, and they'd never use subcontractors in any way. So everyone knows it has to be May all the way. So stop the insanity of these out-of-control electric bills. Start saving now. Call May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. And if you call right now, you can also receive a 30% tax credit by changing to solar energy through 2019. Call the real May Electric at 727-819-2862. All right, Tom Jones of the Pointer Institute joins us now. Good to have you back, Tommy. This is like old times. Always a treat to have you. And, uh, boy, we haven't spoken in a while. (laughs) A few things have gone on around here in sports. And I'm curious, like, what what is it like from afar? Let's start with the Bucs. Of course, uh, Bruce Arians now fully in charge and uh, riding around on his golf cart and um, <laughs> conducting OTAs. It's a little different. we got no music out there. You've got, uh, you know, the, your mom, the meatloaf, the whole thing. But, um, you know, the big story, of course, is Gerald McCoy. And yeah. uh, Gerald McCoy cut after nine seasons, uh, didn't want to take a pay cut to stay here, apparently. They couldn't work out a trade, obviously. Arians had said some things. And now it looks as uh, for all the world that they have uh, – you know, finalizing the agreement with Indomitian Sioux as we tape this podcast, it may be done by then. Um, I'm just curious, uh, you know, for for uh, before we, we get into, like, Sioux or versus McCoy, um, sort of, like, what what do you make of Gerald McCoy's career in Tampa? What what will be, when people think about him, and I think he's going to end up in the Ring of Honor, but what he do you should. think they'll remember about his career here? You know, Rick, it's it's a complicated thing, and the thing that I've learned over the last couple of days, and it's something that you've already known, I've known it, but every now and then we're reminded of it. Is first off, there's no good divorce ever. No, you know that's true. And if and it, you could we could look back at Gerald's career, and it was and and we'll get into that in just a moment. But I don't blame the Bucks for doing what they did. 
he was making too much money for what he was bringing him at this point, and they wanted to move on, and I get that, but there's no easy way to, to make that step because you could sit there and say, Gerald, you mean a lot. You're going to go in the Ring of Honor someday. We're so proud that you were here. You've done a great job, but – and everything that comes after the word but – is no mm-hmm. good, you know, because mm-hmm. even you could say, we don't want you at that money. Well, all you hear is we don't want, all you hear is we don't want you. And, right. and the part about at that money, it, it gets lost. So uh, the divorce was messy. Could the Bucks have handled it better? I'd maybe, but ultimately I don't know how you fix it. You know, it's just a, it, it's a business. It's the business of football. And this is what happens. As far as his legacy, Rick, I've always been a big fan of Joe McCoy. I think if you were to list a hundred reasons why the Bucks have been bad over the last decade, his name should not appear anywhere on that list. Uh, I think he's been an elite football player. The problem with Joe McCoy, Rick, is, is two things. One, he's not Warren Sapp, yep. and who is? So that's right. not really. But I mean, he'll always be compared to Warren Sapp. And number two, they didn't win. You know, and ultimately that's what it comes down to. I could point to guys in the NBA. I mean, like just you know, like somebody like a James Harden. You know, you look at James Harden compared James Harden or Draymond Green. Who would you rather have? Well, James Harden's a way better basketball player. Yeah. But Draymond Green will probably get more respect at the end of the day, or Robert Horry will get more respect at the end of the day because they won rings, they won titles. I think Gerald's always going to be haunted by the fact, even though it was not his fault, that he never won. Uh, it never won enough to get into the playoffs. He never. He's never played a playoff game. And I, Rick, you're running this franchise obviously a lot more than I am. I think. It's not his fault, but that's going to be on him for whatever reason, you know? Yeah, no question. I mean, he's uh, he's gone the longest in a Bucks uniform without appearing in a playoff. That, that you know, even ex- exceeds uh, Paul Gruber, who was that guy for years and years, and then he finally, um, you know, made it in 97 uh, when they played the Detroit Lions and won at the old the old sombrero, as it used to call it. <laughs> um, but, the, uh, you know, the thing about McCoy, and, and I don't understand this. Like, I've been, um, you know uh, – I, I think Twitter's one of the worst things that ever happened to us, by the way. Hey, we can do a whole show on that. I <laughs> mean, there are people. Podcasts, do a whole podcast. Oh, on, yeah. Like, oh. like, a, like a, a regular podcast every That's, day. Yeah, on we could. Even the Pointer Media Institute might want to write about <laughs> oh, this. Man. Um, it, it, has, it has given voice uh, to people who should not be speaking, um, in my opinion, many times. But that aside, uh, I, I'm, I'm always, almost from the beginning, and I know we got hurt. You know, he came aboard at a time when rookies got paid a lot of money before they played it down, right? He got he was the last class, the 2010 rookie class, where there wasn't a rookie salary scale, so to speak. Right. And so he got 50-something million dollar signing bonus, you know, guaranteed. They used to give him in signing bonuses, like, boom, here's a big pile of cash. And I think a lot of older players resented that. That's why it was changed. You know, and we can debate whether that was a smart move or not, but... Um, at the end of the day, like, okay, so there's a lot of expectations. He was taken after Indomitian Sioux, which we'll get into in a minute. But it seems to me like there is a – there's something about how much money a guy makes that drives fans crazy. Right. Uh, and I, I've never understood this. Like, I know you pay a lot for tickets, and so that that's factored in there somewhere, I suppose. But, you know, the NFL is a, you know, billions and billions of dollars of industry, and so, you know, their labor agreement – mandates they spend every team has to spend at least so much on player costs right over a hundred million dollars really so that being the case or 150 or something if if that's the case why do you care how they how they apportion it out like I, I really I really do think that people looked at McCoy and because he was the highest paid player it had to be his fault right you know that if this is an economic thing as much as anything like why why do we want to punish people that are successful 
and say you're to blame for our problems. I, I, I've never, I've never well, understood. And I think the other thing too, Rick, is that he pretty much has been the one constant through all. He's of the it. face through He's all of it. He's the face yeah. of the franchise, right? So yeah. his name's on his face is on the side of the building, and so I can't, I can't continue to blame Doug Martin for this year's problems. That's you know, correct. I can't, That's I can't correct. blame. Um, John Gruden Lovey or Smith Raheem Morris or Lovey Smith, right? Right, and so I have to find somebody to blame. And well, he's here every year, so he's the guy. And he's the guy that talks every week, and yeah. he's the guy that, as you mentioned, he he's the face of the franchise. And so, therefore, he represents the the entire decade of losing, as right. opposed to breaking it down year by year. And again, if I were to list all the reasons why the Bucks have been bad over the last decade. Uh, Gerald McCoy's name would, in my mind, would appear nowhere on that list. But he's going to take the blame because he's been the guy that's been here, been there that whole time. And that's the thing. You know, what's interesting is that the constant, the real constant, is the Glazers. It's the <laughs> Glazer family. You yeah. don't see anything on Twitter about them. Very little is ever really, you know, pointed at the ownership as if, well, they hired the coaches, they should win. Right. Right. Is that well? Is and that, I, I, and look, and here's the other thing with this franchise, Rick, and I, and I, it's, it probably happens everywhere, but I live here, so that I notice it more here. Yeah. Is that I have never seen it. This, uh, this is gonna get people. I, I know oh, it's please coming. come bring it, buddy. Bring it, brother. <laughs> I've never seen a fan base so diluted in in how good they this franchise. You know, every year they go in, and everybody thinks their team's going twelve and four. This this Bucks team. Every year, and I, you know, when we predict them to go six and ten, people and jump then you, we yeah. get killed, and they then, and then they, they really it, go five you know? and eleven. They never right. go six and ten. Right, and it's and it's I, every year. There's this expectation that's way higher than than reality. Than reality, mm. right? Mm. And therefore, you go into every year, and you and and you think, well, the Glazers have done all they can do. They hired the right coach, and this is the coach. Like how many times have we heard, okay, this is the guy. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. you know what? Chiano's the guy. Oh, wait a minute now, um, the dirt cutter's the guy. Yeah. Lovey's the guy, and now yeah. everybody's Bruce Arians is the guy, mm. and and then when they don't perform well, then we turn it back on the players, and ultimately it is the players. You know, they're they're the ones that throughout their playing, but at the same, you know, so I, again, that's why Joe McCoy, I think, gets a gets a lion's share of the of the criticism because he's been the one constant uh, in terms of the fans thinking, well, it's it's, you know, they they've already felt that the owners did their job right. Now now it's up to the to players to to perform, and they have. Yeah, I get it. Um, players play, <laughs> owners own, and all that, but it's just weird to me. Okay, so now uh, Joe McCoy is gone, and uh, he'll land someplace. And and you know his his goal is to go to a contender. Uh, we'll see. You know if he's able to uh, appear in a Super Bowl like so many other former Buccaneers. <laughs> but now Indomitian Sue um, is going to apparently replace him in this defense. Um, I remember when they came out in 2010, there was a real debate about which player was better, and it was close. And if you look at their careers, they're very parallel um, in terms of in terms of numbers anyway. I mean, obviously, Gerald missed pretty much the first two years with injuries, and that's sort of the difference. Gerald's, I think, statistically, I mean, he's about a sack and a half behind Sue career-wise, but Sue's played 33 more games. So he's you would say, that, you know, advantage goes to McCoy as a pass rusher, Sue – Maybe a better uh, run player, but different body types and all that. But Sue has has his own baggage, Tom. I mean, sure. I don't know that we've seen him stomp on anybody's head in the last year or so. Um, but he was once voted the dirtiest player in the NFL. He's he's not like Gerald at all. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm wondering if this is Arians wanting to put his stamp and 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 tone setter on on the on the defense in particular, and there's some schematic things too, but I think in general, 
this feels to me like you know the old we want nasty guys. You know we want we want to we want to. Well, set the if tone. It, if it's not, and I, I don't disagree with that, Rick. It, it may be this: if it not only do we want nasty guys, but maybe we want different guys. You know, and, that, and there you go. And I sat there a minute ago and just defended Joe McCoy, and I and I and I will defend him again. I don't want to say this in any way that people misconstrue what I say. I I think he's been a fantastic football player, but maybe Bruce Arians comes in and says, you know what? We got to change something. We got to yep. change the culture in some way. And this guy's been here all that sh- all this time. He's it's not his fault, but they're tired of his voice. They're tired of his voice. Tired of his voice. Tired of his face. You know, it's like. Right. If we just need he's part of and, and if and if we start losing a couple of games, is Joe McCoy gonna go, Oh, here we go. I I've been I've lived through this for the last nine years or whatever. So maybe it maybe Bruce Arians looked at it and said, We just need a, a different a different base, a different voice, a different a different player, somebody with a different personality. Yeah, look I look on one hand and this is what, Sue's third team in the last three years and, yeah. and so he's he's gone if he's been if he was so special, maybe he would he would have stuck in Detroit or or the Rams. Or I mean, the they went. He actually Miami played really well in the playoffs, and um, yeah, you know, they didn't re-sign him. I mean, he's been out there since you know since February, right? Essentially, but I mean, I, I sort of get it that uh, hey, let's bring in somebody who's who. Uh, ultimately, Rick, you, you you laid out his numbers. There was a debate. You're right about 2019. Which would you rather have, the kid from Oklahoma or the kid from Nebraska? And here we are, ten years later, and we're still writing stories about it, and it's still pretty much up in the air there's no definitive winner here we can't no. sit here and say well clearly you know sue's a better player clearly mccoy's a better player. We didn't. no they're very close it's yeah if you asked 100 really smart football people you'd probably get a 50 50 split on on which one you'd rather have so i i don't i don't blame the bucks for trying something different maybe it'll work um mm-hmm. but you know I, I i'm guessing rick they probably had this in in the works for a while do you think a while now or I, I well know. i mean i think this that uh you know i i kind of went through the process with uh um with gerald um who i've covered for a long time and and there was a lot more that i knew that i couldn't write at the time but i, I think what happened was well what happened was is that the you know the timing was everything right i mean this could have happened a few weeks ago. JPP got in an accident, you know, in his Ferrari driving uh, at 2 a.m. through the water, which is something. By the way, Tom, when you drive your Ferrari, do not drive it in the rain. I, I hate you, when that happens. I've told you not to do that, and th- those concrete barriers jump on on you pretty quick. So Came out of um, nowhere. Be careful. Because um, it's a serious thing because he has the, the, the uh, cervical fracture now, and they're not going to know anything for 12 weeks. So they needed to get all of that information, I think, um, you know, in, in terms of McCoy, his agent said, well, you know, maybe this will impact him. You know, I mean, there, it was a legitimate thought that you know, if you're not going to have JPP, right, could you not have JPP and McCoy, you know? Like you're right. going to take those two guys out of what's already not a good defensive line. Um, and so uh, so that, that delayed it a little bit. I think there was a time when they thought they were close to a deal with New England, although I don't know what that would have been for. Um, but it was obvious, you know, when your head coach or your new head coach is out there questioning – you know, your enthusiasm for the game and saying you're not as productive as you were four years ago, I don't think that helps your value. But let me ask you real quick. Let me interrupt this, Rick, because I, I wasn't there, obviously. I'm, I'm yeah. a little bit removed from it now. Mm-hmm. Do you think Bruce Arians was sending a message? Did he did he mean it the way it came out? Or do you think he, he was like he's surprised that people jumped on that quote? I just – I don't I, know. You know what I'm saying? Like, did he just say something without trying to be insulting and it just came out that I way? I think he was stating a fact that, that most players, when they reach 30, 31 years old and the contract's, you know, backloaded and it's heavy on the backside, they're probably not living up to that, you know, 
production, and that's that's common in the NFL. That's why you don't have guaranteed money in the back end of many of these deals because it's sort of the poison pill, right? If he's not if he's not playing well, um, we'll get rid of him. If he is, it's a hell of a lot of money, you know. So I, I think he was stating a fact. I think it came out kind of clumsy. I mean, for a long time they were just. Uh, and, you know, they just acted ambiguous about what his future was. Well, he's on the team, you know. Well, he's under contract, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, and you really didn't get an answer. So I don't I don't really know what his intent was, but I, I know this, you know, Bruce Arians, as I'm learning every day, uh, if you don't have an edge, he's going to create one for you. Like he has this uh, sort of old school, I'm going to call you out, I'm going to shame you publicly or in front of the team, and then I'm going to hug you, you know. Right. Um, and I think that's, you know, he's done that with Vernon Hargraves. He's already starting to do some of this stuff. And I think maybe, I mean, there's some that thought, well, he's lighting a fire under McCoy. He's trying to see how this guy will respond to it, you know. But they didn't want him in OTAs. I mean, you know, if he'd gone out there and gotten hurt, um, you know, they would have been on the hook for $13 million without a player. So there was, there was no way he was coming out until they had a resolution. I don't know why it took so long. I just say this. I mean, they had Deshaun Jackson, who's making $10 million in Philadelphia, and Gerald McCoy is going to make at least $10 million someplace else. And they got a sixth-round pick and had to give up a seventh. They got no value for those two players whatsoever, which to me, you know. Well, you could – I mean, would I, I'll just – I could argue that they got yeah. in Donicum Sue for Gerald McCoy. You know, they Well, but Sue was, Sue was a free there. agent. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, um, no draft picks, no – you know, right, they own right. their rights, and they, they essentially just put them on the free, art, the free market. In, in let, me, let, me, but, let me ask you one other thing, and you know Gerald – Probably mm-hmm. as well as anybody in town. Do you think? And I get it. He has a house here, and he's has his family. He's created a life here in Tampa Bay. But do yeah. you think he's okay with moving on, or do you think he's really? Depressed? No, I think he's torn by it. I I, th- I think it's hard, you know, when you spend this much time in one spot. And I, it's not so much the organization because you know he's had to endure all the all the turnover with coaches and and especially defensive line coaches and coordinators. Um, he was a little angry, you know. It's the first time I've. Seeing that side of Gerald, and I don't mean in a in a uh, unfair way. I mean, you know, he's not like you know going. Let's go crazy. He wasn't like that. Right. But but I for the first time I sensed um, you know a little bit of fire that I didn't expect to see. I mean, he plays. He you know obviously he can't play in the NFL if you don't have that. But uh, I think he was uh, I think he was hurt by it. I think um, he felt a lot of times you know uh, the, the organization really. They paid him a lot of money, but they didn't really support him in, in many ways. He he was asked to do things that maybe weren't in his best interest as a player in terms of scheme and stuff like that. And, uh, and and I don't know, you know, when you go through that many administrations, I don't know that he felt like the organization always had his back. But he had a good relationship with the Glazer family. I think he's ready to move on. I, I know he wants to win. I mean, to him, he, he said he went to a Super Bowl last year for the first time, actually went to the game. He'd go up there every week during the festivities and then leave because he'd be endorsing something. But he actually went to the game in Atlanta last year, and I think he said that that really sort of lit a fire under him and said, you know what, before I'm out of here, I might have uh, – he thinks he has three or four years to play, but let's just say he has one or two. He he wants to have an opportunity to experience that. You know, like my career won't be complete. I've never even played in a postseason game, let yeah. alone a Super Bowl, right? So he's made all the money in the world. It's time to chase the ring, and, um, you know, it'll work out for him. Uh, he'll get a chance to to pick a place that makes sense, and, and we'll see how it goes. But, you know, it's funny. I think in some ways uh, you're right about Arians and about uh, uh, what he's trying to do. 
And I think schematically, Sue might be a better player for what Todd Bowles wants to do because it's a 3-4. There was some projection with Gerald. He could have played in it for sure. But Sue has maybe a little more flexibility in this defense. And, um, you know, now he'll be next to Vita Vea, so you got two big bodies in the middle. We'll see how it goes. I mean, um, again, I I haven't really been around in Domicon since 2010 when he was coming out in the draft. But I'm here to tell you, they are two different people and two different players. So, well, and that's the thing that's funny that Gerald always got criticized around here for being too nice a guy. Too nice, yeah. Which is like, I really don't care what you do, you know, after the whistles, you know, right. and, and exactly. if you help guys up or yeah, or smile at guys or talk to guys. That that's never. You know, how, how are you between the whistles? And I always thought that he was a terrific player. And this Ring of Honor, like this guy's. No, first off, this organization puts everybody in the Ring of Honor, which is. <laughs> Wait a we, minute! No, they don't. They got two a <laughs> what year. What are you man? talking about? They put two people in a year. No, they don't. That's, what Some do they years do? it's one. Some years it's years one. How many it's people? It's one they this got year. <laughs> it seems what? like every time I turn it's around, like somebody else is going into the Ring of They've Honor. They've been playing for forty-five years. I mean, it's not like I mean. Well, you know. I always joke like the you know Pittsburgh Steelers. They they don't have you know what their Ring of Honor is. It's in Canton, Ohio. You know that's. <laughs> But I mean, for, so, well, that's but, what happens when you only got three players in Canton. Well, that's yeah, right. But I'm saying, like, if the Ring of Honor, like, if we if we agree that okay, it really is truly a Ring of Honor. Yeah, that, this he's a no brainer, right, Gerald McCoy? I think so, Tom. I mean, how many players have made six Pro Bowls? I know people don't consider Pro Bowls more than a popularity contest, but only you know, Sap made seven, so you start there, and then um, you know, just the contributions he had uh, to the team. He was a captain six years. He was a guy that uh, did a lot in the community, which we're not honoring that necessarily. But he's he's still, when you start listing, you know, the best players in Bucks history, you're going to get to him at some point. I think he's a, a Ring of Honor candidate and should go in. But you know that that's up to the Glazers. We'll see. Right, and and he'll be the if he does go in as of now, he'd be what the only guy up there who's never <laughs> who's never appeared in a playoff game. So that's yeah, that's that's that would be his because Paul, like I said, Paul Gruber was was the the oldest to, there to four, and then he got in uh, in a playoff game in '97, and he is indeed one of the many players who are well deserving to be in the Ring of Honor, even though they're not in the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> Next so up, there's, there's yeah. that. Yeah. Next up is um, Ross Rondy Barber, and Rondy Barber, I think, is a good candidate for. I mean, I think that's a noble. That's a that's a good selection, don't you? Think? Oh no, absolutely. I'm just I just think they, I think too many. I, for this franchise to put two in in any one year, they were on a run funny. there for a while. Yeah, they were <laughs> yeah, definitely they were. on a run there. What are you going to do about it? Let's talk about the Rays. Um, you know, they got off to such a great start. What was it, 14-4? and four, And I think they're like 13-14 and 14 or something like that since then. Kind of a slide going on mm-hmm. right now and uh, not playing particularly well, especially against some of the top-rung teams. Um, what are we seeing? Are they going to remain a contender, Tom, or is this, are we starting to see them now go back to oblivion here? What's, what's it's happening? Easy, it's easy to start doubting them. i got to be honest, though, Rick. I came into this season. I don't think my expectations were as high as most people's expectations. Really? 90 wins last year? Really? Yeah, they won 90 last year, and I kind of I didn't think they would repeat that. I looked at this team, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. And I wasn't very confident about their lineup. I didn't think they would, I didn't think they would hit. And, um, and so I wasn't – when they got off to the really quick start, yeah. most people weren't surprised. I was surprised. I said, I don't think this team is that that good. So yeah. now that they're not playing as well, I'm not saying I'm right because they very well they I think they're I think they're probably better than I thought they were coming in. But it is a little bit concerning, Rick, and I and I do have concerns. I, I'm worried about this bullpen. I'm not crazy about the bullpen. Uh, I think there's some real holes in there, uh, particularly at the back end. Um, and 
you know, the lineup, it's, it's hit or miss. And Rick, you and I went back and forth on, on uh, text message the other day. And even okay. though I disagreed <laughs> with you, I ultimately <laughs> do agree with you in that I don't think this team is as good defensively as it's going to need to be ultimately. You know, I, I, I think you and I, you and I, we could talk about it. You and I went back and forth on Willie Adamas for a minute. Well, Willie Adamas made a bad throw, and he it was did. it was a, it was an inning that uh, you know had they gotten an out. I think it, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe Steve was there, so he can he can correct me. But I, I think the next uh, maybe the next batter hit a home run. Well, what happened? Um, well, what the whole inning was a disaster. They were tied, yeah. and then they walked about 17 guys. Oh, it was inning. in that inning. Okay, yeah, and then there Choi was another, dropped. There was another Choi one. There. dropped I think the maybe ball Diaz, that he should have yeah. caught in foul territory, and then Adamas yeah. really got sloppy. It wasn't like it wasn't even a bad throw as much as he he uh, he I. I think he lollygagged a little bit. I think he had more time than he thought he had. And then all of a sudden he had to <laughs> gun it over there. He's low. And he gunned it over there. And of course, Troy couldn't, couldn't dig it out. Um, yeah. Cause it and, was and low then, and he makes yeah, a lot of low throws. I mean, he does. And, but. And this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. My thing is like, who else are you going to play there? You know, they got well, no one now. I mean, yeah. you know, Matt Duffy, God bless him, is trying oh, to recover stop. from his twenty fifth <laughs> hamstring toe injury. Matt whatever, Duffy, whatever gee, I want to like that guy. I really want to like him a lot. But yeah. man, oh man, it's hard not to get frustrated. And I, you don't blame guys for getting hurt. I mean, I'm not no. questioning that he. I'm not. He certainly doesn't want to be hurt. But yeah, yeah. right. But uh, I'm. You know, let's not let's not pencil him into lineup quite yet. No, but, and you're right. I mean, Dan, it'd be different. Like if Daniel Robertson were playing better. I mean, eventually Joey Wendell will come back, and I think he's you know one of their better infielders. And I and, understand and, your point about Willie Adams is that I could live with the two thirty seven average and and you know not much production offensively as right. long as you're you know. You don't have to be Omar Vizcal in the field, but you got to be pretty good. You can't be. Well, I mean, you, know. you pointed out, and I didn't know this, but you pointed out he had only made four errors. He's four but errors, I, and it's, he's sort I'm of middle of the you, pack defensively. I don't like, think it's – like, make the routine play. I don't yeah. even care that you make the spectacular play once in a while, and most shortstops will come up with one here and there. But if the ball's hit to you in a situation with two outs, one out, I don't care what it is, it's got to be It's got to be an out. Like, it's got to be It's got to be routine. To the right. point where no, I, I hear. And I, I hear they got you. to a point when I watched him, when I watch him play, that when the ball is hit for a fleeting second before he releases it, <laughs> it's, like, <gasps> it's like, "Where's it going?" <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I and I you. guarantee you, G-Man Choi is saying the same thing over there. Like, oh, whatever. How he says it in Korean, he's saying, well, "Where's it going?" The, here's the thing, and you you say that, Rick, and 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 I I don't know this for a fact, but if you're thinking that, then you have to wonder, well, is Blake Snell thinking that? You know, is, sure is, they are. Kevin Tyler Cash is thinking, thinking that. that. Is Charlie Morton thinking that? Does that affect Absolutely. the way they, they pitch if you're not totally 100% confident in your well. defense behind you? I think Willie Adamas, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's, a, I think he's eventually going to – I don't think he's ever going to hit for a ton. I think he's going to be a yeah. – the best you can hope for is a, 
I think if he turns out to be a 240, 250, yeah, 270, so, so 270, okay. Yeah, well, well I think that would be yeah, the best you could hope for. But he's probably a you know, 250 to 265 hitter somewhere in there. And I, and I think he's going to be fine. But overall, Rick, I, defensively, I have some questions about this team. Um, the pit, you know, unless Glasnow, if Glasnow comes back and there's some, there's some optimism there that it's not going to be a long-term thing, um, then I start to feel a little bit better about this team's chances. But – you know, I'm still, and I and Blake Snell's going to be fine. I, he he's shown enough to me that last year wasn't a fluke. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I'm, the thing that scares me, if you're a Rays fan, is that the Yankees have just been crushed by injuries, and they're in first place. You know, I mean, no Judge, no Stanton, no Gregorius. I mean, they they have nobody. Half their half their lineups out, and they're in first place. And um, and and I think Boston will catch fire at some point. There, I think Boston will go on one of those you know, 35 and five tears at some point because they're just too good. So I don't know. Uh, I'm, 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 I'd like to see them go well deep into the summer, but I'm not, I'm not overly optimistic right now. The one thing that would concern me is they got these, uh, they're in this stretch of 34 games and 34 days and something like 72 and 73 or something like that. Right. Um, it's an insane amount of baseball. And, um, you know, right as they sit right here and I, I know they're hoping to get Glass now back here, uh, maybe sooner than later. But uh, you know, can you can you survive with just two starters? Right, um, right. And then and then you know have this have this bullpen, this opener thing, uh, and then the bulk inning guys. And I think at some point that's got to catch up to you somewhere down the road. But I would agree that um, you know the pitching is is what's probably been the best part of this team and has kept them in it. And um, the hitting is is what you're just not certain about. You know, like. You know they they don't they play a lot of close games and that might just be because they can't separate. You know they can't get those big innings and put up those crooked numbers and and uh, and have an easier time of it. But certainly the pitching keeps them in it. It's a hard it's a hard road, man. I mean, you know I credit the Rays though. I think what they've done like the other day the Yankees on the anniversary of the opener used an opener. It didn't go so well for them, right? But what do you make of? I mean, they continue to reinvent themselves. I mean, to the point where. Baseball had baseball marvels at what they are, and and the and the thing that and we can do the attendance show every time we talk, but by by gosh, uh, this will come to an end one day, and and getting eight and ten thousand people in that building um, for something other than the Yankees or the Red Sox series is is not going to keep them here. They're going to have no. to find a solution, and the clock is ticking fairly loudly now. We're two thousand and twenty-seven is when they're out the building. It's not when they have to have a solution. They need one right way before that. No, absolutely. And what they had fifteen thousand. I want to say fifty. Steve, you were you were there Tuesday night. Um, yeah. Clayton Kershaw pitched for the Dodgers. Yeah, it was just Clayton over Kershaw. fifteen thousand. It was military night as well. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and you and you know the sad thing is you look at fifteen thousand you, and you try to make that sound good. You're like, it's oh, one of the better oh, crowds. Okay, that's not, yeah, it's not bad for the right. Rays, they've you know? been at they've been at eight thousand a couple times this year. You know, again, you I you can't base everything you think on Twitter, but I was reading some a bunch of Twitter comments because Mark Topkin's just been taking a just a beating, beating from yeah. Rays fans every time he mentions attendance as if it's off limits or he's not supposed to report that sort of thing. But um, one of the things I noticed, and, and I get it, I get it, I get it. People are saying, well, I live in Tampa, I don't want to drive. I don't. Well, I live in St. Pete and I drive to Lightning Games. Like, you gotta, it's got to be both ways here, you know? I mean, you got to, you know. Doesn't have to be. Well, <laughs> apparently doesn't. You're exactly right. stadium Rick. over here and then we'll see that you don't have to go both ways. Well, I guess not, but I'm just saying if, you know, Lightning fans are in Pinellas County are doing their part, I, I would like to see, I'd like to yeah. see people stop. But I get it. I'm not telling – I would never tell somebody how to spend their money or how to spend their time. 
if that's yours, you know, so right. who am I to tell you? But what I do, what I can tell you is even if you live in Tampa and you refuse to go to the games in St. Pete, totally you're right. Or if you can't afford it, totally you're right. Here's the thing. You can't, you can't bitch about it when they go, when they leave. Yeah. When, it, when they're playing in Montreal, you can't, you can't blame them for, for right. doing that if you didn't do your part. And I don't blame you if you don't, but you can't complain about it later. Oh, they'll complain. Don't worry. I'm sure they will. Um, that's going to happen. And we'll, I, I, we, I, we, I don't want to turn this into the stadium show either, Rick. I'm just going to ask you right So what is this, 2019? Yeah. Eight, eight years from now, 2027, where will this team be playing? Tampa. Yeah, they're going to be in Montreal. They're going to be in Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Who the hell wants to go to Montreal? Why is that Nashville or baseball doesn't want to go there? How about Vegas? Small market. Small market. (laughs) uh, You know, TV markets, and uh, you're going to leave one of the fast. Although I will say, and I, I don't, I don't know how else this is not just true. I think Florida sports markets in general are bad. You know. Yeah, and it's just it's just gotten so easy. Rick, I think TV's, you know, TV's ruined everything. It's not ruined yeah. it, but it's made the experience great for sports fans. Why go? Like, why? Right. You're asking me, and I get it. Again, I, people watch the games at home, and I'm yeah. like, the, you're probably like me, Rick. I'll, I'll, I'll tune into the Rays. Yep. This happened last night with the hockey game. So I'm watching a hockey game, and it's, you know, 4 nothing or 3 nothing. I'm like, all right, is Law & Order on? Is Goodfellas on? Like, I'll go do <laughs> something right. else. Like, but if I pay money to go see a game, now I'm in. No, you know, yeah. if I'm paying money to go see a movie, there's you know, if oh, there's, you're a new, all in, yeah. there's a new Tarantino movie coming out in you know soon with Brad Pitt and Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Like I'll spend, my wife and I'll go spend. I'll spend you know fifty, oh, you'll spend sixty seven, bucks on a night, sixty seventy dollars. Yeah, but I know I'm guaranteed entertainment, man. Am yeah. I guaranteed if I go to Rays game? Am I guaranteed that they're going to win? You know, I mean, I'm well, I go, I mean, I'm going. We're taping this Wednesday morning. I'm going Wednesday night just just because I haven't been to a game in a while. And I, you know, I'll, I'll no, pay. you can't guarantee they're going to win, but you should you should be uh, before you go, you should be relatively guaranteed of a good experience, and yeah. that they have a Space good product. Right. They'll they'll be sure. in the game. It'll be it'll be competitive. Um, you can't, of course, you don't know they're going to win, but I mean, you also don't know if the movie's going to go exactly the way you want it. No, to No, but either. I mean, but it's probably a better bet. It's probably a safer probably. bet. I'm going to have a good time at dinner and, and a movie. Yeah, that will, yeah. Then guarantee. I'm saying guaranteed. You know, guaranteed. Uh, of, no, of a sporting event. So anyway, I. I think it's a shame because I. But this, there's you're right, in every what city, they've done. You know? Your ultimate point here that this, what this ownership has done, what this front office has done, and here's you know, like, can we? I'll go take it one step further. I don't care where Stu Sternberg lives. You know, I get no, I, get I don't that either. that people like. Well, I've been to more games since Stu Sternberg's been at Tropicana Field. So why should I? Uh, I why does that matter? Bill Davidson lived in Detroit. You know, and, right? And they won a Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup, the only cup ever under. No that one franchise. complained so, about it, as I recall. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's not it's not relative to anything. Um, speaking of the NHL, so uh, did you have Boston and St. Louis in your Stanley Cup final pool? Can I say this? No, in the first half, no. Um, but I've been a hockey fan my whole entire life. You know me; I covered the sport. It's yeah. it's probably my favorite sport. Ultimately, I, this is the first time I can remember, probably since the '80s, that I find the NBA playoffs infinitely more interesting. Than the NHL playoffs. I, I think oh, the even NHL, with the Warriors four zero sleep sweep, but you do? but but even that has been fascinating to watch those games without Kevin Durant. That's and, true. They've been competitive, I guess. Right, and then you have what Kawhi Leonard with hitting a big shot in Game point Seven, comebacks and, and yeah, Damian Lillard with his unbelievable like practically half court shot to win a game, and you're watching Giannis 
with Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean, but why is that? Because the the top rung teams aren't in the NHL finals. Maybe that could be it. Now, like we'll look at it from a, from a Tampa Bay perspective, and I'm, I maybe I would to- feel totally different if the Tampa Bay Lightning had won a game instead of getting yeah. you know swept or they were still alive. We'd probably be way more interested, obviously, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I mean, but. They got knocked out early, and for and for all the you know we like to talk about. Oh, it's great to see upsets in sports. The by the time we got to the conference finals, we had no Sidney Crosby, we had no Alex Ovechkin. Toronto, which is an interesting team, they were out. The every division winner, they Tom, didn't make it. Yeah, I mean every division winner lost in the first round. Nash, right? Nashville was not. Uh, Nashville's kind of a sexy team. So, these teams right now, Boston's really good. Okay, let's. Boston's good, and they're actually kind of interesting to watch. They're fun to watch. And it's been days since they've won a world championship in that city. I mean, that oh, that, I that fan base is suffering. Um, <laughs> Isn't like that the worst believe. part of this all? Really? Is it not? It's totally the worst part. Is, they will I'm, have I, – and I don't know this. If, when is this has ever happened, that if they win the Stanley Cup, they will have three defending champions at that point. Right. I don't know that that's what, ever happened. What I'm sure Three. it has, I'm sure. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I say I sure I can't quote it, but I mean, what the hell's wrong with the Celtics is what I want to know. I know exactly. Right? How would you like to be those guys? <laughs> you know? But if, but I mean, this series will be. I, I, I fully expect Boston to completely run over St. Louis. Um, Do you? Yeah, I, I don't think this series will be close. I think in, unless Boston comes in rusty, you know, maybe St. Louis steals game one. Off. You know, yeah, just because they've been out for a while, but and St. Louis is a, is a cool story. I mean, they you know, they fired their coach midway through the year. They were in lot. They were the worst team in the West, or maybe the worst team in all so of hockey. Like January. What's, what's the What's the lesson then for the Lightning? I mean, because they had this great regular season, I would assume there's going to be changes. But what what can they glean from know, what Rick. happened in this? In this, is this just a off, a one off in terms of, of, of what happened in the Stanley Cup playoffs, or is this? Is there I mean, something these two teams did better than anybody else, other than? I don't know. It's all, you always look back at the end of the season, at the end of the playoffs, and, and say, you know, what did what did those teams do? And it's hard to yeah. put your finger on it. Rick, I've been having people come up to me since the middle of April, you know, for six yeah. weeks now, and saying, "What happened to the Lightning?" And I still don't have an answer. I don't yeah. know what happened to them. I don't, and and I don't know what they do to fix. I mean, there's there's a. There's a part of you that really says, you know what, don't change a thing. You're okay. This was a total fluke. And right. then there's also a part of me that thinks, should they blow it up? You know, should you just got to do should, something, should right? Should you make you a big, like a major deal? I mean, should you even, and I don't know what that major deal is, but I mean, mm-hmm. do you, do you package? And I know this sounds crazy, but do you package Kucherov and this guy and that guy and, you know, for three other superstars on another team? I, I don't know. I, all I know is, like this should not have happened, and it did, and I can't explain it. I mean, there are a whole lot of reasons why that, you know, maybe they they got a little comfortable, they got a little fat after taking that three uh, nothing lead in the first well, period. Kucherov gets suspended. Kucherov in the game. gets suspended. You have Victor Hedman was hurt. I think that, if there's anything that I learned from this playoffs is Victor Hedman's their most valuable player, like by far. He's their most important player. Uh, wow. He was not. He you know his first two games he wasn't himself. And then he didn't even play the other two games. You know, Ryan McDonough like fell off the face of the earth in that series. I, so I don't know. I don't know how to explain it at all, and I don't know what lessons can be learned from it. And I don't know. All I know is it's got to be depressing to be a lightning person right now because you have to wait now an entire year just to get to to this point, which is where yeah. you thought you were going to be, 
and you still haven't won a Stanley Cup. You know, it was so. stunning. I mean, they were over. It was done. In, we watched them uh, tie the uh, NHL record for most regular season wins on a Saturday, and by Friday, they were out of the playoffs. It's unbelievable. It was, it was the quickest six days I've ever – I mean, I, you, the, the swing was just unbelievable. They're at the top of a mountain, and, I mean, it was – it was a leap without a parachute, man. And and the thing was, Rick, if if you would have told me right then and there, okay, instead of being a best of seven, we're going to play a best of eleven, you know, or a best of thirteen. I don't think they'd have won in any other games after that either. The way those games went down, no, they were just getting destroyed. That and this whole thing, like, well, Tortorella, Coach Cooper, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. I just, uh, it's a little true. I don't, I don't know. I don't, Rick. At some point, you have the best players. You have seventy. Or, or here's another thing. You know, all Julian Breezebaugh should have made a move at the trade. I don't know about like, that. They were on their way to winning 62 games. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, what, 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 what was sounding add? the alarm like, bells there, right? Yeah. Right. And, well, so, well, you should have added some playoff experience or a guy who won a cup before. Right? Eh. I don't know, Rick. I, here, the, the problem is, is I don't know how this doesn't stick with you forever. I just don't. I don't know. I'm waiting to see, and that'll be the most fascinating part of next season. And we won't know until truly a year from now is how this impacted them because I don't know how you come back from this. I really don't. I don't know how you win 62 games. And it's not like you ran into like an incredibly hot goalie where you were out shooting the other team 50 to 10 every night and just lost every game one nothing because the other team's goalie was incredible. Like that didn't happen. You got blown out of the playoffs. I don't know how you don't – I don't know how you get over it. I really don't. I think you uh, – Especially because you never won a cup. Like if, you'd, if they had won yeah. like two years ago – you could say, oh, okay, well, at least they got their cup. Like the, the time that, that, that the uh, Red Wings, you know, had yeah. won their 62 games, they had already had a cup at that point, and they went on True. to win more, you know? True. This team has still not won a cup. It's, it'll go down really truly, not only this year, but this era of one of the most disappointing, you know, in, in NH, NHL sports history. Not just, I mean, just sports in general, modern, modern sports. I mean, when there's a team that ties a franchise record for the most wins in a sport and then loses in the first round or even goes to play a first-round playoff game, the, the, one, the people they'll mention, the team they'll mention, well, you know, the Lightning, they back in 2019, yeah. uh, 18, 19, you know, that team uh, set a franchise, you know, set a, a league record for wins, and they were gone in four days, so or four games, so – that's that's where they are. They made history, not the kind they wanted. Well, but, and uh, and you look at this team too, and it's like who? Sh- I I look at the other times they've lost. You and I have talked about it. So the other years they've lost. They got beat by the team that won the cup, and I think in all three of those years, I could make a pretty good argument that those other teams were better than. Were they better, were. yeah. And I could go back and look at the Buffalo Bills when they won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when they went to four Super Bowls, maybe they were better than the Giants that year. That Scott the first year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I think they lost to teams that were way better than they were. The Vikings, the old Vikings, they lost to yeah. teams that were better than they were. You know, this this unfortunately this year the Lightning they still haven't won a cup. Like Columbus is not a better team than they. they're no. just not. No. You know, nobody's better than them. And they, yeah, no, they didn't win it, it was weird. Let's wrap it up on this. Uh, this was a question I'm stealing. And um, brazenly so from, uh, I think it was uh, somebody had asked uh, on The Athletic, maybe Greg Allman, somebody like that. But it's a good question, so I like it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you. Um, who now then, with Gerald McCoy gone, um, you know, the Rays being who they are, who is now the face of Tampa Bay sports? Wow. It's, it's you, isn't it? It's Rick Stroud. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. Well, my face, my literal face is everywhere. It's embarrassing. I was going to say, every time I turn around, I, I run into a poster of uh, Sports yeah. Day Tampa Bay. I was at Al yeah. Field the other day and I saw uh, I know. I it's crazy. It. I grew up there running around in the stadium and uh, and it's embarrassing. But uh, people You know what? I was thought, I was, I, I, so I went that Saturday morning. They had like uh, a farmer's market, like in a parking lot at Al Lang. And, yeah. Um, and, and you're so a big farmer's market guy. Get your fresh ago. vegetables and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your, yeah, get your sausages yeah. and all that jam in there. Yeah. So, I uh, I go down there and um, they my wife had to use the restroom and she's and she asked they said oh you can use the restroom inside out lane you got to go up the got to go up the ramp I don't know if I like where this is going well no she comes back and she goes <laughs> she comes back she started to walk up there and she come right back immediately and I was like what is it something wrong she goes you got to come see this I go what so look at that could have been you like, Tom it could have been, been me it could have been me should have been me yeah, that's there, right there was like a huge picture of Rick Stroud up on the uh, it was supposed to be Rick and Tom's podcast. I don't know what hell what hell happened. Now it's Sports Day Tampa Bay with me and Steve. Burson. Well, you looked good. Fine. You look good in the. They used a good yeah, it's a nineteen. Uh, I think eighty seven. <laughs> you look the same something. though. You look the same. You haven't, yeah, haven't changed, changed a bit. Much. Seriously, you look exactly the same as you yeah. did thirty years ago. Um, no. I would. Uh, boy, who's the face of Tampa Bay? Face sports? of Tampa Bay sports right now. The number. The number. You say Tampa Bay sports. Boom. Who pops in your head? Okay, so right away. Immediately there are. Uh, there are there are three people to come to mind, and okay. all of them, um, all of them, <laughs> there, there's a question mark about all of them. Like the three to come to mind. Okay, when I think of Lightning, I think of Stephen Stamkos. When I think of the Rays, I think of Blake Snell, and when I think of the Bucks, I think of Jameis Winston. And right now, nobody wants to think of Stephen Stamkos because he epitomizes everything that went wrong with this season, uh, with the Lightning in the playoffs. Um, Blake Snell is, he's quiet. We don't hear much from him. He's not very, you know, he's not a very, doesn't have a real big personality. And Jameis is, again, he's the quarterback of a team that's, um, losing, that's losing. And he has, let's, let's be honest, has a lot of baggage. Um, yeah. so I don't feel good about any of those guys. Um, and it's, what's funny, Rick, is that, is that the Kita Kucherov's about to win the MVP in the National Hockey League. And we're Blake not Snell, that did Blake, not that face did not pop in my head. No, it didn't. But I mean, he's the I mean, he's he's, he's going to win best the player in the league. Gonna be, he's going to be the MVP of the yeah. league. He's leading scorer of the league. But this Blake but Snell won a Cy Young. Blake Snell won a Cy Young. He won a Cy Young. But 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 uh, Kucherov uh, is not in my mind. He's not Marty St. Louis. You know what I mean? Like no, I, he's like, not. Marty won the MVP. You immediately say, oh well, Marty St. Louis. You know, like Kucherov. You don't you don't you don't feel that. Uh, you don't. He doesn't. He doesn't strike that sort of resonance. I. I, I would say you know, Stamkos. I would say Stamkos right now. Um, See, I'm going to go and, with Jameis. I think. I think if you were to ask mm, the fans of Tampa Bay, I think they would say Jameis. Jameis Winston, the face of Tampa Bay sports. No, don't you think? I mean, he's the quarterback. Well, the NFL. I mean, the NFL is king. We know that. The Rays. It's really hard. You're right. What um, about old Green Eyes, Kevin Kiermaier? I thought. You know what? His he came well, in. He's the my prettiest head. face of Tampa Bay sports. You know what? The most chiseled uh, face. Kevin Kiermaier drives me crazy, man. Just drives <laughs> me crazy because I think he's. I think he plays hard, man. I yeah. think he's. I think One he plays speed. hard, and One I think he's speed, a good man. guy. I think he's a good guy, you know. But he just drives me crazy. Like so, like the play Tuesday night where he gets oh. thrown out at third base with nobody out. A uh, leadoff double, yeah. You're losing six to three. Down by three, yeah. And I don't know the numbers. I'd be curious how many bunt singles he has. This year, does Steve? You see all these games. Does he have any? I can't think of any off the top of my head. How is that possible? Because he, every he year can't I hear, bunt. 
I mean, they're playing the shift on the guy. Every year I hear about, like, this this year he's going to beat the ball into the ground. He's going to go the other way. He's going to take advantage of the shifts. And every time I look up, he's grounding out to short right. You know, it's – so, no, he's not the face of Tampa Bay. (laughs) But I like – he's a nice guy. But I don't – I guess I think it's Jameis, Rick. Who who you're going with Stamkos? I would go with Stamkos just because uh, he's he's um, and you're right. He's not the league MVP, but he's had he's had the most longevity and has been an All Star and, and probably um, you know with the best franchise. So by default, it's Steven Stamkos. Um, yeah, and he's I mean he's, he's the he's face very, of the lightning, right? He's great. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's yeah. great with the media. Um, He's, yeah, um, he's done everything right. I mean, he's I, active. Yeah, he's been a, he's been a model. Does he have a chance at the Hall of Fame? You think? Hockey Hall of Fame? Oh, I don't think so. Not yet. No. No. Wow. I, I mean, got to win a cup or more goals. I don't know that he has to win a cup. It'll help. I mean, it got Marty in. Uh, funny thing is, five hundred goals. If I showed you Marty's numbers, if yeah. you just looked at Marty's numbers and didn't know anything about him, yeah, and I didn't tell you how many that, he, that any of those years were scoring titles or that he right. cup years or MVP, I just showed you his numbers. You would say that guy's not even close to being a Hall. You know who he is? He's Lynn Swan. He's wow. the Lynn Swan of hockey. Like he had big moments in big yeah. games, and his numbers were just eh. Um, but he's so there. I'm surprised he got in. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Uh, Tom Jones. You can see him uh, or read him on uh, what Pointer.org. Pointer.org. Right? Sign up for the your, newsletter. Your daily a newsletter. Media, a, a daily yeah. newsletter uh, every weekday, anyway, and the yeah. latest uh, in the media world. Yeah. Always fun to catch up with you, Tom. Thanks so much. We'll Thanks, talk fellas. to you again. All right, folks. Uh, we want to get you ready for our uh, very popular mailbag show tomorrow. So get your questions in. Here has, here's how you do it. You just uh, can email those to me at rstroud at tampabay.com, or you can, on Twitter, send those questions to at SportsDayTB. That's at SportsDayTB, or on Twitter to me at NFL Stroud. And we will be uh, happy to use your questions, give you all the answers, and I know there's lots of questions out there about the Bucks, of course, the Rays, the Bolts, all of that. Anything you have, USF, the Rowdies, you name it, and we'll get you on uh, those questions tomorrow. Also, the Rays open a four-game series uh, tonight against the Cleveland Indians, and we'll be following the Bucks and their uh, what appears to be their impending signing of Indomitian Sioux, and we'll follow where Gerald McCoy lands as well. And, folks, remember now, if you want to combat those electric bills, i got a way you can do it. Call my friends at May Electric Solar. Do it now. If you do it uh, through 2019, you get a 30% tax credit by changing to solar energy. Call the real May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.